Strumming my pain with my fingers, singing my life with these words. Killing y'all softly with my pie, killing y'all softly with my pie, telling my whole life in my words, killing y'all softly with this pie. Damn, 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 damn. Welcome to episode 40 of the Bleezy Show. I'm your one, your only host, Blair Fields. So, before I even get into anything, I want to preface this pod by saying I am not anti Semitic. I have no beef with any Jewish person or the Jewish community, but I got to get into some real shit today. So the reason I kind of delayed making this specific pod was because I wanted things to simmer down. I wanted things to cool off. I wanted all parties kind of return back to their you know, benches before I even injected to my injected my ideas and my opinions, you know, into the conversation, into the fray. So that way, I, not only I can provide a clearer context, but I could have a a less biased take. Well, I'm black, so I'm always going to be biased, but I could have a lesser biased take than what was going on at the time. So let's rewind it to like about a month ago with the whole Kanye drink champs um, interview, right? And I thought that interview was eye-opening because there was a lot of things that he said that, you know, were offensive. I ain't going front. A lot of it was very offensive, but there were certain things in there he was saying that kind of struck a light bulb and a lot of when I say our I mean like the black community heads like when he was talking about you know why are all black people signed to Jewish you know record labels and deals and managers but you don't see a lot of Jewish people signed to like a black manager or anything like that like that to me really like opened my mind I'm like yeah why isn't that like why is it only one way. Why is this not a symbiotic relationship? Why is this a very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I'll, I'll, I'll find it, but it, it should benefit both parties. Like one party shouldn't be benefiting than more than the other. And then, you know, fast forward to the whole Kyrie tweet, you know, about Hebrews to Negroes or whatever the movie's called. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure we all saw that firestorm and what, you know, transpired from that with him being suspended still. It's been more than five games, and he has to fulfill the six benchmarks of meeting with the the owner, the leader of a Jewish community, doing all this stuff for the ADL, the Anti-Defamation League, and it's like, okay, like, whatever. And then fast forward to this past weekend, Dave Chappelle hosted SNL. And I think he provided one of the best monologues 
that show has ever seen in decades. And the context he provided, it wasn't like he was trying to, you know, poke at the Jews or like trying to make fun of the Jews, but he was trying to provide a clear context on, you know, if you if you say anything about them, here's what's gonna happen. You know, but you know, I, I just think the the problem that a lot of black people are having right now is that we don't trust a lot of the Jewish community. We don't think that they have our best interests or they not saying they have to have our best interests, but they don't see us as equals. You know, they don't really see us as all right, these are people on this planet just like us trying to make a living, trying to provide, trying to make the best of what they have. Like we feel very subsequent and very, or they make us, they treat us sometimes as if we're inferior or if we're like, you know, underlings. And I think a lot of black people are starting to, you know, we we have conversations, whether it's in our barbershops, at the bar, at our jobs. And we're like, yo, what are we really about to do about this shit? Because you know, seeing two black men, you know, get their livelihoods taken from him because Kanye had like a billion dollars lost in a day, you know, like I get it. You know, you don't want to associate yourself with a guy that is saying anti-Semitic stuff, but you know, where's the, the room to grow and learn and to, to nurture that ignorance where it's like, okay, Kanye could come to a place where he realizes what he said was, you know, false, incorrect, or misleading, and then we could bring it back full circle. So it's like, okay, now there's some, you know, type of redemption in there. And the same thing with Kyrie. It's like, okay, maybe his non-apologetic manner wasn't the best way to go about it, but he didn't say anything hateful. He didn't say anything you know, to to make people want to, you know, attack Jewish people or anything like that. I just felt like he was just saying, like, hey, I can't be anti-Semitic because I know where I'm from. Like, he's just saying his truth. And if that's not good enough, then I think we have a real problem with free speech in this country. Because, you know, a lot of black people, you know, we have our money in these, you know, these Jewish-owned banks, you know, and... We, we have to, most of the time when we need loans for houses, businesses, we have to go to the bank, right? And I think for the most part, a lot of us are realizing, like, none of us are safe. Like, if you could, you know, take that power away from Kanye and Kyrie, and, and it's like, yo, like, so what's stopping them from doing something like that similar to me? You know, and I always I was thinking about this question, like if there were if there was a black owned bank, well I'm pretty this black owned banks, but how many Jewish people put their money in black owned banks? If I had to guess, I would say less than two percent, if I had to be honest, right? And I think what we as black people need to realize is our relationship with the world isn't as friendly as it may seem. Like people are only 
want us by their side when we can provide a certain service or a certain benefit that's going to help them. You know, I think about all the people that got rich off of rappers and athletes and entertainers. And it's like, you know, you don't, you know, the lawyers and it's like, damn, like we could have put our own in there, but we kind of want to associate ourselves with wealth and a certain status. So that's why, you know, we, we hire these people outside of our communities to uplift us or just to put us at a certain plateau that we're not familiar with. And I just believe, you know, I'm not saying there's going to be a race war or anything like that because, you know, I, I I love Jewish people. You know, I, I'm no beef with them. Obviously, every race of people on this planet has their stereotypes, you know, but it's like that's not – you got to judge an individual for who they are. You can't judge the masses by stereotypes. And I just want – Jewish people to realize that it's not like black people when we say, hey, we're one of the lost four tribes or, you know, we're just trying to like figure out and find ourselves. It's not anti-Semitic. It's just us not knowing our history and not knowing exactly where we came from. It's like I can't do a 23andMe or Ancestry.com and learn all the answers I need to know. And... I don't know, like I was saying in previous podcasts, maybe there's a space where, you know, on Sundays, y'all could come to the Baptist church, learn a little bit about, you know, what we're about, learn a bit about our culture. Maybe on, I don't know what days y'all have synagogue and temple, Friday, hey, maybe I could come to y'all temple. I could kick it with y'all, like learn about what's really going on in y'all communities, you know, and take that back and, you know, reiterate it to the people I live with. And I just think, you know, there's there's no room for hate. You know, there's no room for, you know, people to despise each other. Like, only the way we're going to get better together is if we move forward with a mindset of loving each other. And I think right now there's not a lot of love because there's a lot of um, gray area that both sides are trying to, like, figure out. Because I get it. From a Jewish person's perspective, it's like, okay, if we cancel Kanye or, you know, strip him of everything, it makes his point, right? Like, uh, damn, Jews are in control of the narrative and what can be said and what can't be said. But if we don't say anything about it, then we're just allowing this so-called hate speech to continue and run on. And, you know, like, I'll share a quick story that happened a few years ago uh, with my mother. Um, So I, I think it was 2018 or 2018 or 2019, uh, my mother worked in Muncie, New York, which is a super heavy Orthodox Jewish community. So my mom was working there since 2002, since we pretty much moved to Jersey until that time. So my mom, apparently, I, I don't have any evidence of this, but according to multiple people in that facility, uh, she was working at a dental facility in an OBGYN facility. Um, the the owner, uh, I'm a, Mr. Hoffman, I'll put his name out there. Uh, he sent an email or a memo out to the whole facility saying, you know, going forward, we want to hire Jewish people only 
to work in this building, I guess, just to make the the customers and the patients more comfortable because I don't know. I didn't work there. I wasn't there for that. But a lot of people who are my, you know, black or Spanish saw this memo and they were like, what the fuck? Like, is this even constitutional? And then my mother was subsequently let go, you know, for no reason. They didn't say the reason was just like, oh, we're just firing you. You know, which is the company's right. You know, the company has every right to fire you. But at the same time, it's like, okay, why would you send a memo out to the whole facility saying you're going to start removing your non-Jewish workers in order to, you know, please the patients? So my mom had a whole, my mom obviously sued them. And, you know, they went to court. The first court case, they didn't even send a lawyer. So my mom showed up with her lawyer and then their side showed up. They sent the HR person to the courtroom. So then the judge is like, wait, you're representing the 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 company, whatever? And she's like, yeah. And the judge's like, who are you? She's like, oh, I'm from HR. He's like, HR, you don't you're not a lawyer, you're not an attorney. She's like, no, I'm just from human resources. So the judge got pissed. And then I guess they sent it up to federal and then, you know, COVID happened. So that pushed, like, the whole fucking um, trial back. And then eventually, my mom, I guess they offered my mom a settlement. But my mom was like, no, nah, I don't want a settlement. I want to, you know, get what I, the most I could get. Because this is discriminatory, as she should. And, you know, when it went to federal, they sw- they changed the judge from the case. So... Originally, it was a judge that was going to give my mom a substantial amount of money to a judge that was, like, siding more with the defendant. Now, I don't know how the judiciary system works, but you can't tell me there was a lot of strings being pulled in the back. Like, that's what I think. I think the my belief is that the defendant's lawyer, attorney, whatever law firm that was defending them got in contact, wanted to get the judge off the case into a more favorable judge. So that way my mom's case would be dismissed. And a couple of the people that my mom worked with were still with the company. And originally they all said they would testify in the case. And eventually one by one, they started dropping out saying, Oh, we don't want to testify because they want, they didn't want to lose their jobs. Right. It's like testifying against your company, but, it's like, you got to stand up for what's right. And in the 17 years my mother worked there, the only one infraction they had on her was she took long coming back from lunch. So like she took 10 extra minutes. In 17 years, she came back 10 minutes late for lunch. Like My mom never called out for nothing ridiculous. My mom was never late. She never had a problem with a, cus- a patient. Like My mom was like, a very, very, very great employee, you know, and it fucks me up because these are the same people who were giving me, you know, my shots for school. These are the same people who were giving me, um, doing my dental, you know, checkups and everything. So it's like, I'm not good enough to work with you or for you, but I'm good enough to be a patient for you. And that's what irks me because it's just like, 
I don't like the fact that a lot of Jewish communities live in their own bubble and they think they could just, you know, bend the rules to their liking. Because being a black man in America, I can't even fucking jaywalk without getting side-eyed by a, a police officer. You know, and it's just it just frightens me because I don't know what's going to be next for the generation after me. You know, maybe when I have kids, like I don't want my kid to be fired because of the color of their skin or because what they're not. You know, I want my kid to be free, just like everyone else in this world. And what upsets me is you can't criticize Jewish people because you're going to risk your livelihood. And it's like, damn, like. What makes them so impeccable or powerful where it's like, damn, if you say anything, then you might as well kiss everything you have goodbye. And I think that's what frustrates me. It's just like, yo, we should just be openly critical of everyone. I'm not saying that because they're Jewish, I have I have an issue. It's just because what what like what what else what how I'm supposed to address any grievances I do have going forward. And that's what makes me upset. It's just like, I don't know what the solution is going to be. Because I, the last thing I want to happen is, you know, this, people doing anti-Semitic shit. Like, you know, that crazy motherfucker that shot up that Pittsburgh synagogue. I don't want to see shit like that. I don't want to see anyone from any community attacked. But my fear is that's the road we're going down. Because you're just going to create more of these extreme radical, you know, thinkers who are going to be like, oh, see, look, they do control the narrative. They do control this. And it's like, I'm trying to prevent that. I like the fact that when I was in Inglewood, you know, McKay Park was right across the street from a Jewish school and that the Jewish kids would play with us in the park together. Like, I like the, I like shit like that. I don't like the fact that it's Black people on this side, Asian people, this side, Spanish people on this side, white people, this side, Jewish people. I don't like the, you know, we got to be more community oriented with each other. We got to start having these conversations with each other. We got to start having these open dialogues because otherwise we're just going to strangle each other. You know, we're just going to be taking shots at each other and saying shit behind each other's backs. And, you know, I'm not a person to shy away from the conversation. I just want to know why, like, you know, when black people say anything, you know, critical, we're, we're like, you know, penalized to the the nth degree. You know, that shit bothers me, honestly, because it's just like, it don't matter how much money you have, it don't matter how powerful you are, at the end of the day, you're still a nigga. And they're going to treat you like that. And I'm not going to stand for shit like that. Like, I'm going to say what I have to say. And if you want to fucking take away my podcast, if you want to erase everything that I've ever posted, if you want to take away my livelihood, then try it. But you're not going to shut me down. And that's not a threat, by the way. But I just I just want everyone just to be able to speak their mind freely without it being hate speech and without there being consequences to their speech. And... It's just frustrating. Like, I keep saying it, but it's just, it's, I'm just so angry about it, thinking about it, because it's just like, it reminds me of the 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 early, like, 1860s, like, right after, or late 1860s, like, right after, you know, slavery was abolished, quote, unquote, 
but you weren't free. You know what I'm saying? That you were you were free by the letter of the law, but you weren't free, you know, in the in 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 the spirit of it. Like you still couldn't vote. You know, you still would be, you know, lynched if you read anything, if you um try to buy land, like, you know, and it's just like I'm not it's it's a different form of that, but it's it's still in the same dimension. And I and I and I just want the narrative and the story to be forward because the next thing that's going to happen is I hate to say it's going to be bloodshed because a lot of niggas today aren't built like them niggas back. Like we're going to, we're going to fight for ours. We're going to, we're going to do shit. We're going to do whatever it takes to protect ours. Cause now we have more to lose. And there's a lot of niggas out here that hate losing. I'll tell you that boy. But, um, yeah, I'm gonna wrap it up with that. Just spread the love, spread the positivity. You know, I'm not condoning any, you know, anti-Semitic, you know, tropes or any any anti-Semitic hate speech at all. I just want people from both sides of the aisle to realize there's faults on both sides, and that maybe moving forward there needs to be some type of reconciliation. And some type of conversation that we could both do, you know, maybe Al Sharpton can meet up with a Jewish leader, maybe Farrakhan even, you know, publicly have a open dialogue with rabbis and talk about, you know, air our grievances, air our our problems, our issues. And like, all right, we got that out the way. Now let's talk about moving forward. How can our communities come together where we're both benefiting? You know, where it's not one kind of dredging off the other. And um, I'll wrap it up with that. Um, thank you guys for tuning in to the 40th. Damn, I did 40 episodes already uh, of the Bleezy Show. Still no guests, but I'm working on it. I'll, I'll, I'm pretty sure I'll get a guest soon after this one especially. But thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, spread love out there and just be safe. Peace. I just want to preface this by saying I am not anti-Semitic at all. But here I go. You can't talk about the Jews. 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 Listen, you can't talk about the Jews. You gotta keep it simple. Talk about the news. Can't talk about the why, what's, and who's. You gotta talk about the rules. You gotta play it cool. Blair, you gotta play the fool. Say something about Yom Kippur. And guess what, you gone, nigga. How about Rosh Hashanah? They gonna kill your livelihood and probably your mama. Can't criticize the Orthodox. They gonna cancel you on all your thoughts. You can't talk about the Jews. People who control the media. In charge of what they feed her. Man, you can't talk about the Jews. Being a prisoner, you complain about the food. Got cheated on, you hate the other dude. And other news, they made another rule. Gotta vote Democrat, you another mule. You gotta kill a nigga, take his jewels. Man, you can't talk about the Jews. We can't talk about the Jews. You gotta talk about the how, why's, and who's. Man, you can't talk about the Jews. Man, you gotta play it cool before they cancel you. 
Man, you can't talk about the Jews. Merry Christmas. Cause no one wants to marry niggas. Keep it a hundred, we the real five percenters. Keep it a buck, how many of our followers with us? Keep it a stack, how many of us got a bank account? They make less every time that we take it out. Kiss my ass, that's how really I'm gonna make it out. Man, I can't talk about the Jews. I can't talk about the Jews. They about to cancel my podcast. Man, I'm free at last. Bro, you can't talk about the Jews. You can't talk about the, uh, you can't talk about the Jews. You gotta talk about the, I just wanna know why we just can't have an honest conversation, you know, about real shit that's going on in black society. Cause I don't like the fact that I'm seeing black men like Kyrie, Gay, Chappelle, you know, all get criticism. But when we, but when we sign these fucked up record deals, but when they fire my mom wrongfully for Muncie, we can't talk about that. You know, we gotta keep our mouths shut. You gotta be quiet, nigga. You know what I'm saying? I don't like that shit. And I'm not gonna be quiet. You're gonna have to you gonna have to kill me for to be quiet. Honestly. It's fucked up what they doing out here, man. So I'm gonna talk about it. And I will continue talking about it.